This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show on Monday, May 23rd. 2022, a week from now, I will be sleeping, I hope. Um, It is already the week leading up to Memorial Day, believe it or not. Uh, So, life is flying by. I don't know why I said that. Fuck, I have no idea. It's Monday, it's early. Got to talk uh, Western Conference Finals coming up. Not close, not close between the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. What one thing does Luka Doncic have to do to elevate himself into the elite? We'll talk about that coming up. Um, Probably talk some PGA Championship. I mean, I told you Friday, I think, that Justin Thomas was going to win. You did say that. The motherfucker goes out and wins the whole thing, you know, is what it is, you know. Um, But we got to talk about our uh, $250 gas card giveaway um, and yes, this is primarily uh, for our good friends here in Utah. We like to get back to our local community. We are giving away a $250 gas card right now. You want to smash that subscribe button. Um, and you want to go and watch the video that's on our YouTube channel right now. So if you're listening to this on podcast right now, um, just go to themontyshow.com while you listen to the show. No, 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 no. You don't want to turn off the show. Don't. Don't do it. But what you want to do is go to themontyshow.com, M-O-N-T-Y, themontyshow.com. Look for the um, Maverick gift card thumbnail. Um, and it is our $250 uh, gas card giveaway. It's expensive. We know life is uh, not easy for everybody. Um, we have it better than most. So we'd like to get back to you guys. You take care of us on the show on a daily basis. We appreciate you. So we are giving away no strings attached. All you have to do is uh, go watch the video. There's some simple instructions. Um, You got to watch the whole video or you will miss the simple instructions as many have. Mm -hmm. I am not going to explain them. You have to go and watch the video on our YouTube channel. Um, And then uh, Saturday, uh, we will DM the winner on social media and announce it uh, next Tuesday. Because no, we're not doing a show on Memorial Day. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen. Like you said, we'll be sleeping. That's right. Uh, So that is next Saturday that we will announce that. So you have a whole entire week to go and watch that video. But don't delay. Do it now while you listen to the show. Why don't we um, talk about Rudy Gobert and his Twitter account, which seems to have set Utah Jazz fandom on fire, mainly because uh, he did absolutely nothing that would indicate that he wants to be traded to the Golden State Warriors. Over the weekend, uh, you may have seen that uh, Kevon Looney had a massive game. Uh, what was that on Friday night? Um, he had a career high in points. Um, first time in his NBA career, he scored 20 points. Looney dominated. Golden State went up 2-0. And there was an ESPN stat that was tweeted out talking about how this was Looney's first game, to which Rudy Gobert gave the you know like bicep pump uh, emoji a couple of times and retweeted that. And all of a sudden, every idiot and their brother was like, oh, he wants to be traded to Golden State. Twitter's been going crazy. I'm just telling you now, that tweet had nothing to do with Rudy Gobert wanting to be traded to Golden State. And I understand it's silly season, 
But here's the thing, Jake. I don't even think it makes sense for for the Utah Jazz to trade Rudy Gobert to Golden State. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just surmise or assume just for conversation's sake that Rudy did actually want to go to the Warriors. It doesn't really matter because it's up to the Jazz where he gets traded. And and we've we've told you this several times that, you know, it, it just simply does not make sense to trade Rudy Gobert in the Western Conference. What makes sense is to send him out east to a team, you know, like Toronto or, you know, maybe a Washington or or there's even been on the rumor mill Charlotte may potentially be interested. So you have interest out east. And I and I think the logic just simply is why would you trade a defensive player of the year guy uh, in Rudy Gobert to a team that you're likely going to see be a postseason contender for what, at least the next three, four seasons at a minimum, maybe a bit longer than that? Why would you help them? Well, you wouldn't. So that's why I say, yeah, sure, Rudy can Rudy can retweet these things, and and I do agree that you know big men have to advocate for big men, right? Like you gotta you gotta support your fellow big man in the league, but. I don't think that this, by any stretch of the imagination, was Rudy saying, oh, man, like, I am going to request a trade to Golden State. I think Rudy saw that tweet and was like, hey, good on you, man. Like, Kevon Looney is a well-liked player in the league. He's not somebody that people hate. And I think that Rudy was just having fun on Twitter, mainly because he's not playing basketball right now, with all due respect. So, yeah, I just I just didn't see the, the, the logic in, oh, my God, Rudy asked for a trade to the Warriors because that's I just don't think that he actually did that. Yeah, and I think it's one of these things where we too often assume um, that this is what Rudy wants or A, the guy's allowed to use Twitter. B, I mean, I, I it's a fraternity. Big men in this league, especially considering that big men in this league are a dying breed, mm-hmm. it's a fraternity. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where you have a guy in Rudy Gobert who's arguably, arguably um, the best big in the NBA by some people's imaginations supporting another like I I just don't think there's anything here and as Rudy himself tweeted a couple of weeks ago when that ridiculous um you know him or me BS came out Mm -hmm. um there's a new rumor every single day it seems like and I think you have to filter through reality um versus you know just absolute purely made up BS and I think when you look at Rudy Gobert it makes no sense for the the Utah Jazz to trade Rudy Gobert to the Golden State Warriors. It just, on a lot of levels, especially when you would have to think about what Golden State would give up to get Rudy, Andrew Wiggins would certainly have to be in that deal, right? I mean, and Andrew Wiggins is having the season of his life mm-hmm. this postseason. So I, I find it hard to believe that Golden State's looking to move on from him. Um, and I also think, yeah, I I can see a way that Rudy would want to play for Golden State. It's a great organization, brand new arena, going to compete for a championship in a, in a week or so. Like, yeah, what's not to like about Golden State? Um, I But it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll say again the same thing that I've said for a month now. I have spoken to Rudy Gobert's agent about the trade demand. He told me straight up that that's not coming from Rudy. Um, people at the Jazz have told me directly that Rudy Gobert has told them, hey, I want to be here, but I am open to a move. He is, Rudy Gobert has told people that he is frustrated with his role in the offense and that he wants to be a bigger part of the offense. Um, He feels like he's a scapegoat for the defense, um, that he takes too much of the blame for the defensive failings of this team. Well, guess what, 27? That's what comes when you're one of the best defensive players in the history of the NBA at your position. Totally. So there's expectations there. 
I think Rudy Gobert wants to be in a Utah Jazz uniform, however crappy those uniforms are next year. I think Rudy Gobert wants to be <laughs> here in Salt Lake. But what I also think is Rudy Gobert wouldn't mind being traded. It would not be the end of his career. It would not be the end of his world. I highly doubt it's going to be to the Golden State Warriors. That may happen. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I would put it at 99%. That's not happening. 1% it would. I can't see him ending up with the Dallas Mavericks. That does not make sense. The yeah. Utah Jazz are a lot of things, but what they're not is stupid. And I think when you look at the basketball men that are running this organization right now and Justin Zanuck and Danny Ainge, this is not their first you know, trip around the block. I, I highly doubt that if Rudy Gobert gets traded, that you're going to see Rudy wind up with one of the contenders in the West, certainly not one of the elites in the West, which both Dallas and Golden State have proven to be. Yeah. No, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think that, again, you know, the Jazz are, again, are in this sort of interesting place as an organization because you know that you do need to move on, you know, from Rudy and, and change his rosters. We've talked about at nauseum on the show. You know, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but I think just sticking to the Rudy situation, yeah, I think that that Rudy likes playing for the Jazz. I just, <clears throat> I think if you're the Jazz, you're not going to help out. You're not going to make your path to the NBA Finals more difficult by trading him to a Western Conference team. You're just not going to do that. I mean, you could send him to, you know, I... You know, a bottom feeder in the league like Sacramento, I guess. But that, but that's just they don't have a ton to offer back. I think when you look out east, if you're the Jazz, the teams that have something to offer obviously are Toronto. I think you know Charlotte's an interesting conversation because they have a lot of athleticism. They don't really have, in my opinion, a big that that obviously would replace what Rui brings. But I don't necessarily think you're looking for that. You're looking to get a little younger. You're looking to get a little more athletics. So that's why I say I think there's some options out east and I just think that when we're in this time of year for the Jazz when when everyone wants to say oh well Don's going to the Knicks or Rudy's going to the Warriors or all these rumors you have to understand nothing's going to take place until the season's over until the NBA finals conclude and then you will see conversations will start happening and there will actually be real you know tangible stuff to talk about as far as Rudy's situation is concerned because nobody's making a move right now it's just not happening that's not happening right now so I think if I'm Rudy Gobert I'm 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 getting my ass in the gym I'm going to continue to strengthen strengthen myself and work on my game and whatever happens happens I mean that's all he can do at this point yeah I, I just don't I I don't see that it makes a lot of sense I I don't know that this whole thing with the Jazz and we've talked about this ad nauseum I get it we talk about it just about every day on this show um I I, I think you just have to be patient I agree um, as we've told you for months now, nothing's going to happen, at least until uh, you get to the NBA Finals. I mean, um, it, 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 these conversations are happening now. Um, you know, the Jazz very clearly have a plan that is in place. They know what they are working on. They know what their aspirations and goals are for this offseason. Um, when you go to the, the NBA Draft Combine, which the Jazz sent a full contingency there, um, you're having conversations, you are having meetings, you are, um, you know, redoubling the efforts that you made at the trade deadline. Those conversations are back to life now, from what I'm told. Um, so you're working hard um, to build a to build a club that you believe can get you to the places that you want to go. Yeah. But the hard part is that none of that's going to happen now. And really, in my opinion, not much, no significant deal is going to happen around this Utah Jazz team uh, until free agency opens. 
that is when most deals are going to get done. I mean, I, I look at no better example again than DeAndre Ayton uh, going out and, and going to be a restricted free agent. The the Phoenix Suns are or already have tendered him an offer She or will, excuse me, they could not have by now, but they will tender him that $16 million um, offer to make him restricted. And then they got a, a decision to make. Like that's how business gets done. A lot of it is sign and trade. Um, a lot of that is done long before free agency opens. And that's why I'm telling you behind the scenes, you're hearing a lot of conversations and seeing a lot of conversations that are going on now. But I can tell you with pretty good assurity that the Utah Jazz do not have a trade in place for, for anybody. Mm -hmm. The Utah Jazz are not trying to trade Rudy Gobert to Golden State. The Golden State Warriors are, are singularly focused on one thing at the moment, trying to win this championship. So I would just slow your roll on this stuff. Yeah. I would take it all with a grain of salt. Like it, it just, a lot of this does not, does not make sense at all. And again, from my perspective and, you know, talking to the people that I talked to at the jazz and around the NBA, I would tell you that Rudy Gobert's most likely destination is, is Toronto. I think it's been Toronto from the beginning. We talked about Toronto at the deadline. I think that's his most likely destination. I don't see any way that he ends up with a club that's at the top of the Western Conference. I, yeah. I just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So let's get some of your thoughts in here because I'm curious what you guys think about this. Uh, Leonard Donnan and love first one in. What's up? Good to see you, Leonard. Appreciate you. Tanner Plummer says, good morning, hacks. Good okay. morning, hacks. Okay. Nice. Uh, Rudy Sanchez says, morning, fellas. Sweep or gentleman sweep for the dubs? Probably a gentleman sweep. You think? Yeah, you I think, think that Dallas wins one here. Yeah. What did you see out of Golden State last well, night? Well, what I saw was a, a, a lot of pace out of them. I, I mean, again, we told you last week, one of the specific points I made about Golden State was they're going to play fast. They're going to look to 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 run and, and play in transition a lot against this Dallas team. And I think what you're seeing as this series has worn on is now it's not just that they play in transition. It's what they're doing defensively to get themselves into transition. So you're seeing, you know, you're seeing the two, three zone, you're seeing the box and one, you're seeing a lot of different looks defensively that are making it tough on the Mavericks. And again, I will say, you know, part of this is, you know, Reggie Bullock going, what, 0 for 9, I think it was, last night? I'd have to check the box, but dude just couldn't make anything. And then you've got other guys on the floor couldn't make anything. So part of this, as the old saying goes, is it's a make-and-miss league. You're either going to make your shots and you're going to win the game, or you're going to miss and you're going to lose. So part of this combination and why Golden State has a 3-0 lead is they're committed to playing in transition, they're committed to playing great defense, and that great defense is giving them a lot of long rebounds because the Mavericks are taking a lot of threes, which just, again, pushes you out in transition, which then allows you to get the Steph three-pointer, the Clay three-pointer, the Andrew Wiggins, you know, uh, dunk or layup or get fouled, like those type of plays. So if I, I'm not confident that Dallas can, can win one here. And the reason I say that is because for that to happen – they're going to have to start making shots, man. And I know that sounds like caveman logic, but literally, like, you can't go four games in a row and just be Brick City. Like, you can't do that and expect to win a series. And when you combine that with what Golden State runs out there from three with Steph and Clay, you're, I mean, what did you expect? You know, that's the, that's why I say, like, I think it's a very, very pertinent question. Sweep or gentleman sweep? I would say sweep. I actually don't think they're going to win a game in this series. 
And that's just because they don't have a way to stop the Warriors. And the Warriors seemingly find a way to answer every single run that the Mavericks go on. And then they end up winning by like 10. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to be a little more analytical about it. I think this is what happens to teams who live and die on the three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've seen that with the Houston Rockets. I think we've certainly seen that with uh, the Utah Jazz. Um, and it has not hit the Golden State Warriors yet. I mean, obviously they've struggled in stretches in this series, but you look at the performance that we got out of Steph Curry last night, and there was no struggle from three for Steph last night. I mean, no. it, it was it was pretty straightforward. And you're looking at Mavericks at a Mavericks team, excuse me, that has zero experience in this moment. That means that you're going to squeeze the basketball a little tighter. Um, you're going to try and be a perfectionist from three. And I think that's why you're seeing role players like uh, Reggie Bullock or, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, certainly. I mean, those guys are going to have more and more difficulty as this, you know, playoff season went on. Yeah. They're going to have more and more difficulty consistently contributing because your nerves play in. You're playing in the biggest games of your entire life right now. And you've never been here before, so you don't know what that feels like when the ball comes to you and your heart skips a beat. Yeah. You don't know what that feels like when the ball's in the air and it's completely off, and you know it's not going in. Like, when that starts building up. That starts pressing on you. Mm-hmm. That starts coming down on you. And, and we're seeing that with the Dallas Mavericks. And the other thing I think is pretty critical here is that Luka Doncic has got to become a professional basketball player. And with all due respect, I know he's a very good player. He is a super talented dude. He's got to get in shape. This is a guy that has got to condition. He has got to to change the way that his body is composed because mm-hmm. there are moments in these games where he's just out of gas and he cannot compete. Yeah. He cannot chase Golden State around. And that's the style of this league. He is not able to to defend one-on-one. I mean, we've seen that all through this playoffs where he essentially has been standing still in a lot of situations. And that Andrew Wiggins dunk last night, Mm. nobody's blocking that dunk. Mm -hmm. But he didn't even compete on that dunk. And to me, that's the one thing that's missing from Luka Doncic's game. His body is not that of a professional basketball player, and it's impacting him and his team's performance. That's the one thing that is keeping Luka from being a consistently elite player is I just don't think he has the stamina or the and the right way to say it is the body composition. He is he is very heavy in the in the lower half like his legs are very heavy. Yeah. He is not athletic like I mean it it is not a long road for him to travel here. Well, and, and I think the crazy thing is I don't disagree with that. And it's funny you look at the box score. The guy goes 40 and 11 last night. Like that's a dominant performance in a losing effort. And yet, the game last night, if you watched it live front to back, you didn't really feel like Luka, it was like one of those Luka games where he was just dominating them and, and, and it was just like a signature performance. Like, it didn't feel like that to me. And, and, and I just, I guess, I do agree he needs to get in shape because this is a guy who, you have to remember, dominated in the EuroLeague, like was, was the MVP, like did great things over there. But the problem is, is that this is the NBA. This isn't the EuroLeague anymore. So the NBA is going to require you to be in better shape. And and as much as I'm not, you know, LeBron guy and he's not my favorite player, you have to give LeBron a lot of credit because this is where I think he has been elite in his career versus guys like Luka or other guys who are trying to walk that path. LeBron's 
body has always been there. Yeah, and he's put the time and money into it. Yeah. Like, he spends millions on his body infamously. And I'm not saying that Luka's a bad player. I'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. I think the guy had 40 points last night. Yeah. But you can just see that he is not able to athletically compete on the defensive end. And that's where they're losing these games. You're not losing it because he's scoring 40 and Dinwiddie's got 26. And mm -hmm. you're losing it because they cannot physically and athletically compete against the, the jackrabbits that are the, the Golden State Warriors. That team puts you in a blender, and if you are not in elite physical condition, you're not going to be able to keep up with that. Yeah, and there's a lot of times where he didn't even run back. Like when he gets fouled or he thinks he got fouled and knocked down, he doesn't even run back, and, and Golden State gets an easy bucket. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things that you have to remember here um, is that it's always been easy for Luka Doncic in his career. You talked mm -hmm. about his time in the Euros. It's funny, Saturday I was watching tape of him as a teenager, and he's always been three, four times better than anybody across from him, always. And that's not the case anymore. You're getting into the NBA playoffs, deep into the NBA playoffs, the Western Conference Finals, you're running into elite talent. You're running into talent that is refined and ready to rock and roll in the Golden State Warriors and guys like Clay and Steph and Draymond and that, you know, Poole, that entire roster is full of professional basketball players. Yeah, And I think the, the hard part for Luka Doncic is going to be, who's the no guy here? Like, you, you, look at, you look at the Dallas Mavericks organization. They've racked up now north of $100,000 in fines for a lack of professionalism. Mm -hmm. That's what this whole thing, yeah. and I don't know how many people have heard this, but they just got fined $100,000 for bench decorum, mm -hmm. the way that their team is acting on the bench. And there are rules in the NBA that say, hey, your team cannot be standing the entire game. Their team is standing the entire game. And you're seeing situations where Golden State has a player in the corner, and a lot of times it's been Steph, and he'll shoot a three and take a, you know, he'll land, and he'll be surrounded by Dallas Mavericks because they're all standing up. Um, this situation where you have a guy on the bench who, frankly, Pinson is not a regular. He isn't even on the roster in this series. Yeah. And he's intentionally wearing a white shirt to try and, you know, get turnovers out of Golden State. Like, it's just a lack of professionalism. And Mark Cuban is relishing in the fact that he's being fined. And he's relishing in the fact that his team is stirring the pot with their bench. So who's going to tell Luka Doncic he can't drink a beer? Who's going to tell Luka Doncic, hey, man, you got to get in better shape? Yeah, got to be able to run, bud. Who's, who's going to say that to him? And my, my feeling is... Nobody's going to say that to Luca, and that's going to be a detriment to him because he's always had it easy. Yeah, and talent does bring it. It being talented at something in your chosen profession, it does tend to knock down some doors. And I think Luka Doncic is is a guy that needs somebody to say no to him. Well, and, and the thing is, is you know, like you're saying, like he puts up numbers. The problem is, is to win. To win the game, whether that takes 50 or 15, like you have to be able to run. You have to be able to get back and physically compete for 40 minutes. Uh, again, not to go stat nerd, but you look at the minutes, like all of Golden State starters are 37 to 40 minutes. Luca last night, like 40 minutes. Finney Smith, 42 minutes. Like you're going to play in the postseason, you're going to play 40 minutes. Like you have to be able to not just play that 40 minutes but dominate that 40 minutes. It can't be a situation where you're getting tired 
or you're just not willing to get back. And that's one of my biggest things for any NBA player. I understand that, hey, I thought I should have got that call. I'm going to go and complain to the official. This is the postseason. You're down. Like last night, you're down 2-0 heading into this game. You can't go down 3-0, yet here they are. And that's what I didn't particularly love. But, hey, that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see exactly how this all plays out. I have to think that Dallas wins game four. Um, I mean, it'd be it'd be really shocking to me if this particular team um, goes out like a lamb instead of a lion. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would have trouble seeing them get swept 4-0. I just, I mean, at some point, Reggie Bullock's going to knock down a shot, you would think. You would I think. Mean, but you're, I mean, it's three, the series is over. You're down 3-0. I mean, it is, it is nearly an impossible It's just feat. a question of how it's you're over. going to lose the series. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, how much fight do you have left in the dog yeah. if you're Dallas? Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, they've had a spectacular run. I mean, obviously the big three in Dallas with Luca, Jalen Brunson, and Spencer Dinwiddie have had a really good run through the playoffs. I mean, Dinwiddie has been what they asked him to be. I mean, Luca's obviously been a star. Uh, Jalen Brunson's every night made himself a whole bunch of money. Um, this has been a good run, an improbable run even at, 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 at that. Mm -hmm. This has been a really good run, but you don't want to get swept out. I would love to see Dallas fight and win game four and then head back to San Francisco for a game five. Um, and you just got to take it one quarter at a time at this point. And I know that sounds really cliche, but they just got to make some shots, man. I mean, like, again, you're you you're 13 of 45 from three like come on bro like you have to be better than that and the the other thing is Luca's getting calls I mean he, he I think it was 14 of 17 from the free throw stripe last night I mean 40 points 14 made free throws I mean the guy's getting calls yeah so you just need you need your role guys to really play well and I think that's what you're seeing out of Golden State that you're not seeing out of Dallas. It's a very stark contrast. I mean, mm -hmm. you look at guys like Juan Toscano Anderson or Jordan Poole or their secondary players, Andrew Wiggins, frankly. Yeah. You know, like as a secondary player on that roster, Clay's turned into a secondary player. If you're going to win a championship, your star player, your Steph Curry has to ball out. He is. But if you're Dallas, you're getting it from, from Luka, their problem is is that they're not getting it consistently from Bullock. Dorian Finney-Smith has been a huge disappointment, frankly, in this series to me anyways. You mm -hmm. you would, you knew he had to really step up and play better because you know you're not going to rely on Dwight Powell to give yeah. you any kind of you know statistical impact, right? Yeah. You need three, four guys. And and really, if you, if you look at the numbers on this game, specifically last night, I mean, you're getting – um, you know, you're getting 40 out of Luka, 26 out of Dinwiddie, and 20 out of Brunson. So right there, right there, is that not a very similar game to the Phoenix blowout to end that series? Yeah, Those, it really is. I like, mean, it's close. It really, that's it. What is that? 86 points out of 100 from three guys. That's not going to do it. That's not going to do it. Whereas you get 27 from Wiggs, 31 from Curry, 19 from Clay, 10 from Poole, I mean, you, you get contributions, 12 rebounds from Looney, uh, you know, a, a 27 and 11 performance out of Andrew Wiggins. You know, Draymond gives you 10, 10 uh, points, five rebounds, five dimes. Like, you got the goods got delivered for Golden State. Yeah. That, I mean, that, and they didn't turn it over nearly as much. That's really as simple as this series has been, is that you've had deeper contributions from Golden State than you have from Dallas. 
And that's why I say I'm not telling you that Luca's the reason they're going to lose this series. He's not. But he's got to get in better shape. How how much does Luka Doncic want to win an NBA championship? I that's a big yeah. question because he there are some things that he could pretty rapidly change. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how he how he develops and matures as he goes on. Because I also think that's a big word with Luka Doncic. He needs to mature a little bit. Yeah, he needs to understand the actions that he you know, that he puts out on the floor have consequences. Indeed. You know, so it'll be interesting. And I think, isn't he only 24? Yeah, he's right? a pup. Yeah, he's, he's a, very young. That's what we have to remember. Like, Luca has done a ton in basketball for being, he's 23 years old. He's not even 24 yet. Like, the guy, the guy is doing this at such a young age. And that's why I say, like, I think when you look at other players, again, like, you know, the Devin Bookers, or even you look at Steph early in his career, like, these guys have a lot of maturing that happens from essentially like 24 to 27 age-wise in the NBA is a huge couple of years for guys like Luca. They do a lot of maturing, you know, they, they, Donovan if you're Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, exactly. Like if you're going to be a star multi-time champion guy, it's going to happen in this window in time. The next three to four seasons are huge for guys like Luca. Yeah. Let's get some of your thoughts in here. Brett Robbins says Royce, Buckets O'Neal needs some help this offseason. He can't do everything on his own. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's they have got – I actually don't – I think he's doing his job, which should be holding the bench down mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't tip over. I'm kidding. I'm being a jerk. <laughs> um, Tanner says, no, Brett, it's Royce Buckets O'Bench. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Uh, Gabe Ledley says, oh, we're starting this party early today, huh, boys? No, your kids started it over the weekend winning a championship – in Arizona baseball, Gabe Ledley. Congratulations to you and the fam bam and that team there. Let's go. Uh, James Knight says the Rudy Circus rolls on. It really does. It really. I think it's one of the biggest stories hanging over the Jazz right now is their their relationship with their star players. Um, what's the end result? What it when we get to August? When we get to free agency? Um, what does this team look like? Yeah, I mean, I think that. The team, I, I, obviously it's hard to say right now, but I think the, the Jazz are, are – this is just such a critical time for the club. I mean, I can't emphasize that enough. And we've been saying this since – I mean, I feel like forever at this point, since the beginning of the year. Like, you knew, you knew how this season was going to play out, that this coming offseason that we're approaching right now – was just going to be super critical. And I really hope yes. that, that, you know, cause this summer let's, let's be really honest. And this is kind of what you said to open the show. The time moves by really fast. Like it's already Memorial day. Yeah. Can it, you like, believe it's already the week of Memorial day? Like the next thing we know, we're going to be saying, Hey, where do you want to go and watch fireworks for July 4th? Or where do you want to go and do this or do that? And my point with that just is, is that as a jazz fan, I understand hey, the Jazz aren't playing right now, Dallas is, like all these other teams are, and you're pissed off about that, and I respect that. I totally do. Yeah. I'd be concerned if you weren't upset, but my point here is that the time is going to go fast, the The trade market is going to open, free agency is going to open, and I'm telling you, as much as I wish the Jazz were playing right now, pay attention to what they do, because this will ultimately define what happens next season, and I hope they make the right moves. I really do. By the way, Mrs. Monty's already on her second cup of coffee. Hey, I don't blame her, man. I'm I'm all about the I'm all about caffeine, man. I'm pretty. <laughs> Feed me. Feed I'm, me. I'm pretty Feed sure. Me, yeah. well, how we how we doing? How we doing? If people could see the look on my face. Yeah, you I'm have. A, yeah, you. <laughs> you have a look of disgust right <laughs> no. now. I have a look of I started work at six a.m. What? She's yeah. she's she started Dude, work. It's at rough. Six. 
She, what? I got what? out of bed at 4.30. I was awake at 4 o'clock today, like bright and <laughs> uh, like rooster awake today. It's really despicable. Oh, I was awake at 5, but not rooster awake, like like dead By the awake. way, the fact that it's light out at 5 a.m. is no, really not fun. No, 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 no. no. The fact Here that it's go. light out at 10 p.m. It's ridiculous. It's it, not it, fun. That's the problem. Yeah. Like trying to go to bed last night. Like my dogs were even restless last night. Like we're we're trying. I'm trying to get to, do, to bed. Do we need around. to do a blackout curtain install or? No, no it's not even. It's our not room our is room. blacked out. The problem is that you're not tired because the 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 light it's it's bright out. Yeah. It's and the ten- dogs are like, hey man, still daytime. Yeah. yeah like I, I was looking at the cameras last night at ten o'clock. Yeah. And it's it's not bright light out, but it's light out. Nine o'clock last night, oh, it yeah. was the the sun was essentially still up. Yes, like yes. the the cloud the clouds are white, the sky is bright. Like it was brutal trying to go to bed last night. Like we we walked upstairs as soon as I felt like the game the game was over last night. Yeah. Like I, I I I packed it up, turned off the TV, sprayed the dog's ass so we wouldn't be you know munching at the <laughs> anal buffet all night. Like all that good stuff. And right. we go upstairs and it's like, dude, I'm not even tired now. And the dogs are like running in, in and out of the doggy door, going outside. Going outside, like, like, <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, and, it, and I should have been tired. Like we went on a long ass hike yesterday. Like all this, I, like I had every reason to be tired, except for the fact that it was like noon, trying to go to bed. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really tough. And I, and I, and and again, I'm all about the caffeine life, hundred percent. I own it. Need caffeine. All right, let's get into uh, you winning a $250 gas card on the show. Don't forget that we are giving away a $250 gas card to Maverick. Adventures first stop. No, they are not partners on the show. Nope. Um, So we came out of our pocket to give back to you. There is a uh, gift card giveaway on the channel. Go watch the video. uh, And let's, let's get you hooked up with $250 in free gas. Thanks to your friends here at the Monty Show. Yep. By the way, don't forget to hit our affiliate links below. Everybody asking about One Bars, it seems like, last week. There is a link on the Do YouTube it. channel uh, in all of our videos on every uh, podcast episode if you're listening to this on audio. Thank you so much to everybody who listens on Spotify, by the way. Got the notice the other day that you know we've hit some kind of milestone. Hey, that's awesome. We Let's really go. appreciate you guys listening on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, just search the Monty show. And of course, shop our affiliate links. Uh, all right, let's talk major league baseball and the racists that exist in major mm. league baseball. This is crazy. So the white Sox and Yankees are playing what turned out to be a heated series over the weekend, um, at the stadium in the Bronx, the stadium, um, Yankee stadium in the Bronx. And Tim Anderson is a pot stirring mofo. He is the shortstop of the Chicago White Sox. He is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, he can rake. Uh, he's number two in hitting in uh, Major League Baseball right now. The guy's a really good player. And he is black. Mm-hmm. Josh Donaldson is the third baseman for the New York Yankees, and he is Caucasian. <laughs> so they had an exchange where the white Josh Donaldson referred to the black Tim Anderson as Jackie which is, of course, a reference to Jackie Robinson, who was the first black player in Major League Baseball. He broke the color barrier. And Josh Donaldson was asked about it after the game, and he said, oh, I was just trying to diffuse some tension, mm-hmm. you know, and, and bring down the heat of the series a little bit mm-hmm. by calling a black player Jackie. Yeah, that you, doesn't make a lot of sense. You thought that would bring it down. Well, let's hear from Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson and his thoughts on the Jackie bomb. They just made a you know, disrespectful comment. 
you know, basically was, you know, trying to call me Jackie Robinson. Like, what's up, Jackie? Uh, you know, uh, I don't play like that. You know, I don't, I don't really play at all. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really, you know, bothering nobody today. But, uh, you know, he made a comment and, uh, you know, it was, it was disrespectful. And uh, I don't think it was called for. And they said, yeah, but that happened in the first, the first time he got on. You know, and I spared him that time. Uh, and it happened again. Um, and, you know, uh, it was just, you know, it's just uncalled for. You know, it's not, you know, I got time to, you know, be playing like that. Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson right there. And it, it, I don't see any other way to spin this. And I know that we have a lot of issues with race relations and we, we wind up talking about this on a regular basis. A white player calling a black player Jackie is a real problem. Not once. Allegedly twice. Multiple times. And Josh Donaldson is, I mean, by nature, the guy's a red ass. He is, yeah. he's not get along. He's not easy to deal with. Like he, he is a rough scruff player. Yeah. This is not that. This is you being a racist. And I, I kudos to Tony LaRusa who, you know, I, I've known Tony a long time. I had the great honor of covering him in St. Louis, and I have had many a long talks with Tony LaRusa about this exact subject. And I I say kudos to you, TLR, for pointing out that this is a racist bomb. There's no other way to look at this. Yeah. And Tony said so much after the game. He's the manager of the Chicago White Sox. He said so much after the game. This is nothing. This is, a, this is racist. This was a racist bomb. Um, and... Major League Baseball needs to act today. They have already talked to Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson. They are looking at the situation. In my opinion, anything short of a 20-game suspension is not enough of a punishment for for Josh Donaldson. Yeah, I mean, do you feel like this is kind of unprecedented? Because I don't feel like recently we've had any kind of issues like this in Major League Baseball. I Not that I can recall. I mean... I was trying to rack my brain on when the last time we heard you know, a white player calling a black player Jackie or something up that alley, whatever the event was. And, and, I, and, I, and I think there, there really isn't precedent. And that's what's so important about this is that Rob Manfred has not exactly been everyone's cup of tea as the commissioner of Major League Baseball. He hasn't been uh, a, a real likable commissioner. And to me, this is, this is a really, really important topic because if you give them, you know, just as an example, let's say they gave him five games. I don't think that would go over too well. I really don't. I, I, I don't think that that would go over well at all. But I also think, just the same way that wouldn't go over well, I think if you give them t uh, 20, a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, that was really heavy. And so that's why I say, as, as the commissioner and as the league, you have to decide what kind of stance you want to take, and you have to be okay with the heat you're going to get either way. My opinion is, yeah, they should punish him. This should be double digits for, for games suspended, whether that's 10 or 20 or... 80 I don't I don't know but I think I think I agree with you 20 is probably a nice number but you can't have you can't have a five game suspension that yeah. that's just not going to work yeah and I think the issue here is it I mean I don't know how you spin this any other way than than it's racist I mean I I, I don't I, and I you know obviously there's a lot of people that are you know, that are going to try and apologize for it or say that you're, you know, you're just trying to play the race card. I, sorry, man. I, I think if you watch this show on a regular basis, you know that we don't do that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but this is, this is exactly what, what I think we all think it is. I mean, why did Josh Donaldson apologize for it? 
Um, why why did the benches clear if this mm-hmm. was just simply, you know, Josh Donaldson, you know, referring to Tim Anderson by a name that he called himself? Like, yeah, that's if, a great if, point. If that's what this was, why why did the benches clear? Why were people so heated over it? Yeah, because it wasn't just Josh Donaldson going back to a comment that Tim Anderson made. That's not what this was. This was Josh Donaldson being an asshole because that's who Josh Donaldson is. Yeah. I don't know, Josh. Is he a racist? I have no idea. But it doesn't matter if he's a racist or not because the reaction to this and the 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 way that that comment made people feel very clearly shows you they felt it was racist. Yes. You, you can't. As, and I think part of the problem is that we don't understand in this country that white people and black people don't get to use the same language, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the N-word is the perfect example of that, but you can't have you can't have Josh Donaldson rolling up to Tim Anderson and calling him Jackie. And think that there's not going to be any repercussion for that. Well, this is like, this is, this is obviously not the same thing, but it does, you know, while you're sitting there making your point, I was just thinking, do we all remember when there were a lot of conversations when Otani came into the league about whether he was marketable or not because he's an Asian based player? You remember that? I feel like this is, this is somewhat similar to that in the sense that Major League Baseball obviously is is a lot of people say, oh, well, it's not a very diverse sport. It is a really diverse sport. You've got people from all over the world in Major League Baseball, whether that's Puerto Rico, the Dominican, you know, Korea, like Japan. Like, you have all kinds of people in the league. And I just think that it, it, it I, I don't understand why guys like Josh Donaldson feel the need to do stuff like this. Like, what, what were you, first of all, I guess the question should be asked, it doesn't like what what could Tim Anderson have said that would have warranted you being a racist back to him? Number one. And there's nothing. The answer is there's nothing that Tim Anderson could have said that would have warranted you saying calling him Jackie. That that just doesn't there, there's no there's nothing there for Josh to defend himself. with. And Josh said to, and I want to make this really clear. Josh Donaldson said he first said it in the first inning. Unprovoked. He walked up to Tim Anderson, who did not say a single word to Josh Donaldson. Donaldson approached him and said, what's up, Jackie? Why would you say that? After the game, he said it was to diffuse the tension that had happened earlier in the series. And I just don't buy that. How how is that excuse, in my opinion, is total bullshit. Like, How is that? How is calling him Jackie gonna defuse anything? It's really despicable. Like I, I, I mean, honestly, it yeah. is. Like, and if and if you want to take that side, I, I'm I'm happy to hear it. You know, like I, I just don't, I, I just don't understand it. And Donaldson again, and it, I, and if you don't know this, I, I want to make sure that everybody is aware of this. That Tim Anderson in 2019 said to Sports Illustrated, "I'm the new Jackie Robinson." And Donaldson is claiming that that's what he was referencing, but I don't. I, 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 either way, you can't say that. You can't. You're. It, it you, just doesn't matter. Yeah. It, you. You. 
Dude, you're you're a white baseball player saying that to a black baseball player. That doesn't work. It, it does not work in any setting. In a heated situation where you've almost had several incidents of bench-clearing altercations, heated words have been exchanged. Donaldson's been at the middle of that. Mm -hmm. Frankly, he's been at the middle of that in three different situations with two different teams. Look what happened when they played Toronto. Yeah. Right? I mean – you look at Josh Donaldson, and if you don't know Josh or if you're not a baseball fan, you need to understand that this guy plays with a certain edge to him. Mm -hmm. He is he is that dude. He is he is that guy, pal. Like he is the dude that if you if you're if you're thirsty, he'll he'll give you some water. Like he'll You're come, not that guy, pal. Yeah, trust me. Well, you're not that guy. He is that dude. And he'll come for you. So I, I don't think this is playing the race card. I, I, I really don't. I think this is exactly what this it is. This is Josh Donaldson being a dick. Like, there's no other way to spin it. Like, it, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I don't – It it's amazing. All right, let's see what uh, let's see what you guys think of this. Um, let's see. <laughs> this is remarkable. Um, there There's an argument over Joe Ingles happening how tanner Plummer says i agree with anderson that comment was uncalled for ruff's official says anderson called himself the new jackie robinson so donaldson was playing on that and he had been calling him jackie for years no he has not been calling him jackie for years the two don't have a relationship he doesn't know josh donaldson <laughs> tim anderson have both said they don't know each other yeah they don't have an off-field relationship he said after the game he walked up to him in the first inning and said, hey, Jackie. So there is no, and it doesn't matter. And again, Tim Anderson called himself the new Jackie Robinson in an SI article in 2019. That has no bearing on what happened on the field yesterday. Sorry, man. That's just. It's just not good enough. No, it's not. Um, Eric and Raleigh said, look, not absolving Donaldson in any way, but you're leaving out a big piece of the context, Monty, which is. Which is what? Which is what? Um, Donaldson is a effing idiot Eric and Raleigh said well he's not sharp that's for sure Brett Robin said if I said Bay I'm Babe Ruth is that racism for being a white supremacist I don't no. understand that comment Eric and Raleigh whoa uh Google it Tanner yeah I don't know what piece we're leaving out I'm not I'm not sure what you're referring to Brett Robin said I would actually watch baseball if they went back to roided dingers like the old days well they had a couple yesterday that were pretty good moonshots line of cane and b12 you know what I'm saying um Ruff's official says, of course, they leave out context They're They've got to stroke the narrative. What context? What context what are, are we leaving out? What are you referring out? to, bro? Like, I, it, what it, context? What are you talking about? And what narrative? The dude referred to a black guy as Jackie Robinson. That, that's, that, doesn't, that doesn't strike you as a racist comment? Uh, Eric and Raleigh says Otani isn't marketable because he plays on the seventh or eighth relevant team in Los Angeles. No. And can't make the playoffs. Well, I think he's not marketable because... One, he is is a guy that doesn't speak great English, and for, for those of you who don't know Shohei Otani, because he's not a he's not a huge name in the sports landscape unless you're a baseball fan. Shohei Otani is a a pitcher and designated hitter that is arguably the most talented player in baseball, who is Asian, does not speak English, uses a translator. And a lot of people feel like he's not marketable because he doesn't speak English. And I would tell you I agree with that, but I also think we have a significant anti-Asian influence happening in this country right now that even if he did speak English, I don't know that he would get over. Yeah. I, re I really don't. Because I, I think if you look at 
if you look at one of the worst things to come out of the 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 thing that's happened over the last two years that we're not allowed to talk about thanks to YouTube, mm -hmm. um, there's been a ton of anti-Asian sentiment in this country that blame um, you know, anybody who is of Asian descent for the thing that's happened over the last several years in this country. Yeah. And I think Shohei Otani's dealing with that. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, Eric and Raleigh says, knock it off, Brett. Brett Robbins says, being called Jackie is an honor. No, in that term, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. Sorry, I disagree How with is, that. Okay. How is this such a difficult concept? To he grab? wasn't trying to pay him a compliment. He wasn't trying to say, "Oh, you're a ground, you're a groundbreaking player." And this is this this is where do you know who Josh Donaldson is comes in? Do you really think that Josh Donaldson walked up to Tim Anderson and said, "Hey, Jackie," as a way to say, "Man, you're a groundbreaking player." Um, you know, you're a black baseball player that is changing the game, and man, I have so much respect for you. If you believe that, you don't know Josh Donaldson at all in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Because that dude ain't paying a compliment to anybody. And he's certainly not going to walk up to the best player on the opposing team on the last day of a series um, that where you're playing a doubleheader and you've been heated the entire series. Yeah. You're going to walk up to the best player on the other team and be like, man, I respect you. You're the best. You're groundbreaking. No. no. you're not. That's not who he is. Sorry, man. I And again, I know a ton of baseball players, and that's not this dude. Yeah. That's not this dude. And by the way, if you were doing that, you wouldn't call him Jackie. Yeah. You you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You would say something to the effect of, you know, hey, Timmy, um, you know, I, I saw that article where you called yourself the new uh, Jackie Robinson. And you know what? I agree with that. I, I You're doing great things in baseball, man. Keep going. That's what you'd be doing. That's not what he was doing. No. Not he didn't call him hey Jackie Robinson. He said, Hey Jackie. Like you're you're being a racist. You're being an asshole. Yeah. By the way, that's his brand. That's who he is. That's who he is. Uh Brett says the dude said he's the new Jackie Robinson. So the the white guy now calls him Jackie. What the F is wrong with you guys? You don't you're you're, you don't you're get up it, in dude. the night. Dude, you don't you're get lost. It. You're lost. Uh Eric C says it as a city, uh it is city versus Aston Villa. LOL. I don't get that reference, but well, right. I mean, obviously he's talking about Manchester city who bought another championship over the weekend. Congratulations on that. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Josh Donaldson is making fun of Tim Anderson for Anderson calling himself the new Jackie Robinson. Tim Anderson is an idiot too. Yeah. Tim Anderson is flamboyant. Tim Anderson's a loud mouth. He's a bat flipper. He is also one of the best offensive players of his generation. He also won the series by going deep. Like he's, he made plays. Yeah, Tim Anderson is a phenomenal player. And so with that comes the ability to bat flip. And mm -hmm. hey, if you can back it up, talk all the junk you want. Yeah. I mean, please do. Um, if uh, Brett Robbins says, if he were a racist, he would say that to every black player. No, he wouldn't. You don't get it, Brett. You don't get it. He would not. Not every player. Ha I, I, never mind. James Knight says, can we ban Brett? LOL. No. Talking with Raphael podcast says, my bad, Aston Villa, LOL. Uh, oh, like Chelsea didn't, don't buy theirs. Come on, Monty, be better. They don't buy theirs, actually. They don't. Like, Chelsea have so many players out on loan. And if you look at the, if you look at the Mason Mounts of the world, 
If you, when did Didier Drogba become a superstar? When he went to Chelsea. If you look at Eden Hazard, when, no, why are we, no, I'm, no, no, Eric, I'm not doing this. Not now. Wrong show. Hey, Monty, you know, uh, the stat full of races. I don't. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Hey, morning guys. First time chatter, long time listener. <laughs> Good to see you, Jeremy. As always. <laughs> if Jimmy Butler said he was the new Jordan and Luca called him Michael, that would be racist. No. It, you, how are you so lost on this, Brett? How, how, do you, do you have no context of history? Like, do you, if I have to explain Jackie Robinson's position in baseball and why calling a black man out of the blue Jackie is a problem, you, 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 get out of here. It, it, the whole context of the conversation is wrong. The whole tone of the conversation was wrong. It's you can't simply look at Josh Donaldson calling Tim Anderson Jackie as two dudes on the street. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. What are you talking about? You know, it, it you, it, you, I'm guessing Brett and I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm guessing you're not a baseball fan. I'm guessing you don't know Josh Donaldson in his history, and I'm guessing you don't know Tim Anderson and his personality. And I'm guessing you like to stir the pot. I'm guessing. I don't know. You might be a huge baseball fan. You might be a, a you know, a home plate subscriber. I have no idea. I am a massive baseball fan. I've covered the game for a long time in my career. I know Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson. Yeah. And this is about a lot more than, you know, what goes on in every day. It's not about the name Jackie. Like you get that, right? It's about, Hey, I'm a red ass Josh Donaldson. And I want to, I want to piss off. It's how you you say it. It's like he was there to poke the bear. Yes. He was there to deliver some pain and it worked. Bad flipping is a lot different than calling, you know, Tim Anderson, Jackie. Yeah. And if you don't get that, then uh, I can't help you. And again, in the, in the, in the, in the, parlance of baseball at this particular time that Tim Anderson hit a home run to right field at Yankee stadium. Yeah. Tim Anderson's a right-handed batter. So it's an opposite field home run to and Like it's just everything that you want in baseball for Tim Anderson to hit that home run to right field at Yankee stadium is perfect revenge for that. It, it just, and by the way, I fucking hate the white Sox. Yeah. I'm defending Tim Anderson who is, one of the people I dislike most in baseball. I'm a Chicago Cubs fan, die hard. And I'm in a position where I'm actually happy to defend Tim Anderson. Yeah. It's craziness. It's craziness. Uh, Tanner says, Eric C, are you still following Real Salt Lake? Okay. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. John Jackson says, it's all about delivery. I'm not going to say he's racist or not, but there's a lot of people not educated. I would agree with that. Uh, Brett Robbins says, I don't watch baseball. And all you said was he called him Jackie. No, that's not always. It's not always. I I described it in depth. See, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. See, that's what I mean. I didn't just say he called him Jackie. You're a racist for calling. It's not what we said. No. Uh, It's all about delivery and tone, Tanner says, in this conversation between Donaldson and Anderson. Yep. Utah don't have an MLB team, so nobody really cares about baseball. But back in California, we love baseball. Yeah, I'm a huge baseball fan. Uh, By the way, Chris Bryant is in Salt Lake playing baseball right now, Mm -hmm. if anybody cares. By the way, the Trevor Bauer hearings start today. For all you baseball fans. Yeah. Uh, he's going to lose that hearing. <laughs> he's going to lose that hearing. I'm telling you, he's going to – He, I, my guess is he will be suspended for the rest of this season. 
Yeah. And the arbitrator is going to say that he can play next season. Yeah. That's just a guess. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, how about Chris Bryant here in Utah last week? Yeah. Stupid yeah, dude. Cubs were letting him go. I don't mind you let him go, but you let him walk. That's yeah. the problem I have. John Jackson says, calling him Jackie is very different than if he said, you remind me so much of Jackie. That's exactly right. Correct. That's exactly right. He didn't have the intent to compliment him. That wasn't what he was trying to do. No, I, I totally agree. Um, are you going to comment on Joe Ingles back to the Jazz? What, what they about, shouldn't. Like, they, they should not bring Joe Ingles back to the Jazz. Not as a player. That ship has sailed. Joe is not the same player he was even two years ago. Before the knee injury, Joe, his game was gone. I mean, he was not making threes, and he was not playing defense. That ship had sailed. I love the guy. I love his personality. I love what he did for the team. Joe Ingles should not be brought back as a player. Yeah. And if he is, maybe he's Jack Haley. Do you guys even know who Jack Haley is? He was Dennis Rodman's wingman, right? He's that guy that never got in the game. You put him on the bench, and he's a pseudo coach. He's Andre Iguodala. Udonis Haslam. Yeah, Udonis Haslam, Andre Iguodala. I'm fine with that. He should not be here as a as a player that's counted on or leveraged to contribute. Yeah. Those days are gone. And I'm guessing Joe wants to contribute. So my guess is he'll play somewhere in the league. Somebody somebody will use him as a specialist, I would guess. So and I wish him the best. Whatever whatever he wants. You know. I yeah. just you know. Joe Ingles needs to farm ruse, Brett Robbins says. Wow. Was that just a <coughs> kangaroo bomb? You're such a racist. Dude. I'm Come on, kidding. kangaroos! That there's nothing involved. It was a joke. I was I, I was jacket or kangaroo. Anyway, she took offense. Yeah, he did. Uh, Big Dog O Town says, uh, "Guarantee you, Jason Fatlock will criticize. Fat wow, will Jason criticize Fatlock, the, the black guy today Fat. on his show. Fat, probably. Fat, bro." Um, James Knight says, I don't follow baseball, but one of my favorite movies was Major League. Well, then that means you know, you that know means baseball. You're an expert. Yeah. Yeah, you oh, know. Oh, oh. Yeah, you know. It is whatever. Neville 93 says, Shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah. So we've had a ruse bomb and now a shrimp on the Barbie bomb. <laughs> Come down, Brett. I'll introduce you to a roo. Yeah, they will beat you senseless. Kangaroos are not friendly animals. I'm just telling you. No one's going to disrespect me. Yeah, they'll stick you in their sack and you'll never be seen again. Yeah. Which is what some women have accused me of. Um, <laughs> Joe Ingles is a great team builder. He can build camaraderie on the bench, not on the floor. Thank you, JJ. Appreciate yeah. that. Oh. All right. Make sure you hit subscribe. Give us a thumbs up and a like if you're here now. We appreciate that. Where do you want to go from here, Jake? Um, What else we got? We got... Yeah, we can talk Favorite about gas stations. Yeah, well, here's so here's the thing. We're doing we're doing this gas card giveaway, right? Yeah. And again, go find the video on the channel. Not going to tell you how to win. Got to go watch the video. But it got me thinking around around town. What are some of your favorite or, or or least liked gas stations? Because I definitely have favorites, and Maverick is definitely one of my favorite gas stations. The now, Mav. I will say, and I would assume that this is applicable for most communities. You know, just because it has Maverick on the front of the building doesn't mean that it's my favorite gas station to go to. Meaning, it's got to be in a good neighborhood. Like, yes. you know, like the gas station has to be well kept. But a nice Maverick is really tough to beat. They've got good selection of food. Like, that's why I like Maverick so much. I can count on them for a good selection. Oh, God. Do we have vanishing mode happening? <laughs> no. Um, 
Riker sends me an email and says an email or an, a, a message on. Oh, on, I was gonna say. I said email. Damn. Riker sends me a, a, a message on Instagram and says people are stupid. If he'd have called me Jackie, I'm white. I still would have punched him in the face because that's who Josh Donaldson is. Catch me outside. How about that? Wow. Wow. That's exactly right. Well said, sir. That's exactly right. And by the way, how Utah is the name Riker. Yeah. R-I-K-E-R. You are from Utah, Riker, and we appreciate you being here. Very much so. Very much so. I'd have punched him in the face anyway. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Um, I, I before we get to, I, and I want to talk. We're going to talk about this Russian prison story here in a second. But yeah. I only shop it. I if we're on a road trip, like we're going to the Tetons in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm going to Maverick. Like I think Maverick. And again, they don't advertise on this show. We're not partners. They don't even know we're alive. But Maverick is by far the best gas station to go to. The gas is not cheap, mm. right? If I'm just buying gas, if I'm going, as Jake said, if I'm uh, just toiling around town, mm-hmm. uh, I'm probably going to go to Harmon's or Costco for gas. Right. But if I'm going on an adventure, my first stop see what is he, Maverick. See what he did there? Do, see what he did there? Because Ma- Maverick is adventure's, adventure's first stop, and, for, and he worked it slogan. in together, and, you know. Anyway, right. Um, like, and right now, my favorite road trip food is easily Pringles. Cheddar Pringles. Mm. Mrs. Monty oh. is a huge fan of Pringles. Man. So yesterday we went up to uh, we went up to good old Evanston, 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 Wyoming. Yeah. Um, and we got a can of Pringles and some Rockstar on the way up. Almost died on the way back. But what? What? You're leaving out the best part. What's that? Where did we get the the Pringles at? Oh my God! It was it was Colville. <laughs> Colville. Oh my we God. stopped in Colville. Okay, this is very true. <laughs> fuck so we're driving up and we're we're going up the mountain and i'm like man dude i'm starving we we went on again we went on this long hike it was straight up a hill it fucking sucked like you know it was actually amazing um everything's straight up a hill that's the way that's the way hiking is in utah so we went on this beautiful hike it was we had a lot of fun and we decided we were going to go get some lotto and so we drove up to evanston but we're like at the mouth of the canyon going up to park city i was like we should stop And I was like, no, we'll stop in, you know, Kimball Junction. No, we'll stop after Kimball Junction. And then we didn't stop at either place. And I was like, I'm dying. We're getting off at Colville. (laughs) And so instantly when we got off the freeway, there was banjos that started playing. Um, Colville is a small town. It is a tiny, tiny that was a little town. That was a reference to yeah. Deliverance. No. Anybody? No. Somebody no. flow with me. No. Man. no. I, yeah. Anyway, so Colville. Colville. Colville is a small town. Right. And so there's a Chevron in Colville. Okay. You got to get off the freeway and find it. It's like half mile off the freeway. We did. Pull in there. I'm pumping gas. You know, I'm getting my Chevron with Tecron bullshit, paying 20 bucks a gallon. Right, right, right. It's all fine. Mrs. Monty goes into the Chevron snack shop and she comes out with a white monster, which is not a penis reference. That's more of an energy drink. Okay. okay and a okay. can of, why do you have a disgusted look on your face? <laughs> it's internal. You know, it, it is internal at times. Um, and anyway, so you brought out cheddar Pringles. They were amazing. But then she made the mistake. Well, really not the mistake, the gift of opening the Zillow app. Oh, I said to him, because when you drive down <laughs> on your way to the Chevron, you yeah. drive through downtown colville it's really downtown colville street there 
Um, and it's this tiny little town and I was cracking up and I'm like, yeah, I'm moving to Colville. I'm pulling up the Zillow app. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Jake buy a house in daybreak because a house in Colville is just expensive as expensive. But like, listen, stupid. listen, Linda, Linda. Yeah. yeah. But you get an apartment building on the same lot as your house. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. There, right? was, there was a, a listing for um, a, a property that had a main house and then like a back house that had two apartments, like two, you know, little units. So wait, how much there. was this house selling for? Uh, so the total was 850000 what? But each one what? was 425000 but they're giving you a package it's deal. It's a package deal. It's a package don't, deal, don't, bro. Don't tell me it's and a package deal, bro. There were like, others. There's only like five listings total in And good old cult. Well, because there's only five fucking houses in the whole town. And... <laughs> How many can be for none sale at them, one time? None of them were uh, new builds. I'm just going to say none of them were new builds. But and a couple of them came with sheep. Dude, I'm, and I, none of them actually 000. had huge lots. There were none of them. None like, of them. They were like a third of an acre, which is that's big. It, that's right? it? That's nice. But this is Colville. But I need an acre. It's not like you were getting a farm or an acre or, or any baby calves. Got to have 30 were, head of cattle in Colville. <laughs> older homes. Might have had some renovations at some point, and all of them were o- above five hundred thousand. All of this is them. What I'm saying, like, not to. I know we need to get to people dying in Russian cells, but this is ridiculous. I mean, this is getting out of hand now. Like, it was the goof. I was like, you like, gotta dude, be what kidding we, me. What do we do? Like, it's Colville. With all it's due respect, Colville. Dude, like, come on. I loved that the the Jesus descriptions on on Zillow were things like. You know, living in Colville is like going to Mayberry. Fucking A. They even described in one of the listings the 4th of July parade with kids riding around on their bicycles with sparklers. Move to Colville, you fucking moron. Come on, But then there's the house that's for sale in Daybreak, and I'm not going to tell you where or how many millions it's selling for. But there is... There's a house that needs significant renovations, and Mrs. Monty and I had a disagreement about this. Um, on the way to Evanston. Colville. I driving by Colville, I believe. <laughs> I said that the house that we and we went through an open house over the weekend. Yeah. I said this house in daybreak needs the carpets have to be replaced. There's a chip and a hole in the bathtub in the master bathroom. Mm. Like it is <clears throat> it needs a renovation. Right. There's no outdoor space at this house. Right. Let me guess. One point five million. It's over five hundred thousand dollars. Ridiculous. Over half a million dollars. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. What in the thing is there's so much inventory on the market right now. And if, again, if you've listened to the show, you know, we talk a lot of money in real estate. I cannot remember a time where I have said it is smarter to rent than to own. Yeah. And right now, if you are somebody that's thinking about buying a house, I'm begging you to wait. Yeah. Unless it is the exact right situation, I don't know how you're going to buy a house, whether it's Colville or South Jordan or wherever. How are you going to buy a house right now and have any equity in the next five years? I don't know that you're going to be able to do that. It's not the time. And if you're a millennial, I think you are going to have a particularly difficult time (laughs) buying a home in the next two years. With And you need to be in position. So 
we buy Jordans in this house and all kinds of stuff. You should stop. Like if you if you truly aspire to buy a house, yeah. I would I would capture every penny you can because you're in a situation now where you have to be ready to move. And it, I if you have 700 or better credit and you can come up with $30,000, I would do it. Because I think it's a situation where you need to be ready to move. The thing the thing that I that that annoys me so much is not even just the price of houses but it's the repercussions for your monthly cost that's the ridiculous part now it's like you know like in daybreak as an example i mean you're going to struggle to get into daybreak for under three g's a month just on your mortgage we're not talking about like hoa we're not talking about cost to upkeep the house or any of that stuff that's what's so annoying to me jeremy bolton says it's colville they're cutting people's heads off <coughs> that's not colville jeremy uh, Chris Karn says, Colville is the outskirts of Park City. It's that Park City upward pressure. I don't even doubt that. Afghanistan. I don't even doubt that. But are you are you kidding? It's not Afghanistan. I, I, I get that, but it's not Park City. I'm it's sorry. Not. It's not even Camus. But they mark it's not it. Even it's not even Camus. Like, said it's not even Camus. You are not getting the Park City lifestyle. You're not you're getting not. the restaurants. You're not getting the bars. But you're getting the Park you're City not. bill. Yes, you are. It, yes, you are. Like it's ridiculous. You, it's Colville. It's Dude, a it, tiny, it, tiny, it, tiny. Again, house. with oh, all like, due respect what? to Colville, that is Cannon down the street, and you won't hit anything. It's ridiculous. It's a small town. You can, I mean, yeah, Colville. If you've ever True. been through Colville, it is not big. It now, is. There's a big draw because it's right next to the Echo Reservoir, and you can ice fish. Why are you talking with? Yeah, the I was going to say, is this what happened? <laughs> I, you know. Are we just going to start calling you like Trisha or something? <laughs> Trisha. What happened, Trisha? Where's my head of cattle, Trisha? It's in Colville. What, what is she, it's uh, in Brian Colville, Kelly? You sheep fucker. And, you no, sheep <laughs> fucker. Too much. Bro. There's definitely sheep out there, <laughs> but Robbins, I just don't recommend and they're, it. They're quite cute. Uh, Brett Robbins says, does buying a house include building a home? It depends on the incentives you get from the builder. I, everything's overpriced. I'm not building in Colville, dog. It's not happening. But but no, I'm serious. No matter where you want to build, like you can, if you want to build a home, call Edge. Like I really happen to like Edge's product, but it's so overpriced right now. Yeah. yeah. Like drive around. Like where are the best neighborhoods in the opportunity, in Salt Lake? Dude, the opportunity right now is Saratoga Springs. It just that's just what it I is, would agree. Dude. Northern Utah County has a lot of opportunity. Yeah. There's a lot. a lot of opportunity down there right now. We were up above Draper the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't do What was that trailhead called we were at? Trailhead. We were all the way up at to, on top of Draper. Like yeah. the beautiful views up there. Uh, yeah. And we were looking at townhouses that were, I think, five years old for sale. They're $495,000. But that's a gimme right now. Like that's a bargain right now. That's the ridiculous thing. But they're 1,300 square feet. Like this, there's a, there's a townhouse for sale in daybreak right now that is 1200 square feet. It's three stories. And I mean, it like, there's no width to it. It's all height. It's vertical living for it, sure. Like who's doing that? If I'm paying that much, I damn well better and what, have a What was deck. that Mrs. Monty? That the price on that was four something. It was high yeah, fours. Yeah, high fours. But see, that's okay. I can get down with high fours. It's when you start oh. trying to trying to give me like the open house you walk through. When you're trying to sell me on what was it like six something or like high fives like and you need this and you need that and like it's not perfect. But like, you look at but if you look at look at that community in Draper. At, yeah. At, at, at the top of the mountain in Draper. Yeah. 
those are million dollar homes. I'm happy. I even said to my wife, I'm happy to pay eight hundred, nine hundred, fifty thousand dollars, but it better be perfect. Yeah. Because I can resell it. It's desirable. the The opportunity to walk out your front door, look down the street at this beautiful block, and have the Wasatch Mountains in the background. Happy to do it. I can resell that. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying four ninety five for thirteen hundred square feet in daybreak. That, Nobody I'm thinks not about doing, that. Well, I'm. If you're buying a house right now, you better fucking think about and reselling it. Yeah. Because you're agree. never gonna refi it. You're yeah. uh, if you buy a house right now. You are, and, and what what's so terrifying right now, and again, Mrs. Monty and I talked about this. There are so many people doing adjustable rate mortgages right there now. They're called again. ARMS. Yep. Because they think, well, I'll just refi it in three years. I'll just refi. No, you're not. Re- yeah, dude. Do you understand that if you buy a house that's worth $500,000 today and it's worth $400,000 in three years, you can't refi that. There's no equity. Yeah. There's nothing for the bank to leverage. What's going to happen to the extra hundo that you owe? Yeah. Like you can't refi that. And I don't think people understand that you're getting into these situations financially that are straight up untenable. Yeah. And if you, do you understand what an adjustable rate mortgage is? An arm, arm. It means that in two years, the rate's going to go up. That's what that means. And what happens when your interest rate shoots up? Mortgage goes up. Your mortgage goes up, but your salary probably didn't go up. Your expenses probably didn't go down. You're in trouble. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to refi that. Yep. So I'm begging you not to do adjustable rates. And listen to me. If you are not, let's be honest. If you are not a 720 or higher credit score, don't buy a house. Yeah. If you are 720 and lower, take the money that you would take to buy your house and fix your credit and then restore your savings. Because that's how you raise your credit score. You've got to, you can't be in credit card debt and buy a house. Yeah. You cannot be in leveraged in student loan debt and buy a house. It's just not smart. Yeah. And uh, trust me, I'm somebody that lived in credit card debt for five years and it owned my brain every single day. And it's, it's just not the right way to live your life. We so much in this country chase the brass ring again. We just had a lot of these conversations over the weekend. But what did we talk about, Mrs. M? We talked about the fact that so many people want the big house and they want the backyard and they can't afford it, but they're going to do it and they're going to be leveraged. And it's just not the way to live your life, man. Yeah. I I, I don't like the rental market either, but um, right now I, I, it's just not the time. To, it's, it's never going to correct totally, but... Give it, give it a little bit of time and you'll see at least a little bit of a correction that's going to be helpful. I think what you're going to see is, and we watch the South Jordan real estate market pretty tightly here. We watch it very closely. What you're going to see, in my opinion, is there's been probably, what would you guys say, at least a 50% increase in inventory? At least. Oh, at yeah. least. Yeah. A lot's huge. come on. But, but again, that's and not surprising. We're in, we're in the season. They that's are. not surprising. We're in season. That's not like some revelation. But what is surprising is that they are sitting longer. Days on market is now higher. And what you're seeing is loan to value numbers, which is how much you're getting in a loan to what the home is worth, are going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people taking loans that are more than their home is worth. It's wild, bro. And, and I don't think there will be like some huge crash. There, I, no. I, In fact, I, I'm certain there will not be. But when you are seeing subprime borrowers, which means... These are people that got credit cards, car loans, and home loans with less than ideal credit. So probably 650 or below. 
they are defaulting at extraordinarily high rates now. And what that tells you is the people who only were interested in buying the brass ring, even though they couldn't afford it, are now paying are not now not able to pay that debt back. Yeah, and they're paying the price. And so what you're going to see is those are the people that are paying these exorbitant prices mm -hmm. because people with money generally don't waste money. When you have more money, you understand what things are worth. Now, there are some people out there who will just buy Twitter to try and buy Twitter, right? But how many people have Elon's money? Nobody. He's the richest man in the world. It's the average Joe like us that you're making, you're, you're probably making seventy dollars to $100,000 right now, but you have three or four kids, you need five bedrooms. So what are you going to do about that? Right now, I would advise you to rent because I would not be buying right now. I wouldn't. There's a there's another house in Daybreak that's 40 days on market, has not dropped the price, and it's way overpriced. Yeah, I mean, eventually overpriced. he'll drop the price. I was surprised to hear the one that we walked through um, that they were saying essentially the rent that they were getting now they were getting this amount of rent based off of being the single owner on that home it's paid off mm -hmm. right so their their need to get a certain level of rent is probably lower yeah right but i was shocked to hear that what they are renting it for and really what you think you might be able to rent it for if you buy it is uh as much as your your house payment so you're not yeah. going to be getting ahead well and, and i i agree with that and i think when we talk about new builds because somebody was asking about new builds one of the things that i was reading about friday is that we are building there is a building boom oh yeah to a certain extent because supply chain is hurting that but now that supply chain is catching up especially in lumber and aluminum mm -hmm. what you're seeing is we're building in the wrong spots and what's interesting is we hiked above harriman yesterday mm -hmm. and the infrastructure has now caught up to Harriman it, it it's in place but we we also went out to Magna the other night on a kill mission Mrs. Monty was trying to get me whacked so she drove me out to BFE Magna where there's all kinds of houses being built and that are built and there's zero infrastructure there so you're having to drive 30 minutes for a grocery store but that's an opportunity because yeah. the infrastructure will be built well we'll see but those houses are still priced like there's in infrastructure right next to them. But see, and that's the problem. See, like I wouldn't buy in Magna. Magna is not my cup of tea with all due respect. You but know? here's the thing. It's the vision of what's going to be in the future because we had this conversation yesterday as well. When when we came out here to Daybreak, we came out in uh, 2014, maybe 2014. 2015, where we knew someone who was renting a house out here and we thought, Damn, that is far. We would never live out here. And there's nothing here. And there's nothing here. Boom. If we had bought at that time, we would have been in for maybe 150 for this same thing, maybe less, maybe 125. And the infrastructure is here 10 years later. See, that's what I'm saying about Saratoga, man. I know it's down there, but there's opportunity there. I think yeah. I think you just got to watch the price fluctuation. Saratoga is great. I mean, it, it is, to me, northern Utah County. There's a lot of opportunity there. There is a ton of opportunity because everything's going in there. Houses are going in there. Schools are going in there. Churches are going in there. Streets are going in there. Mm -hmm. Like everything you need and the quality of life is good. You have Utah Lake, like you have recreation, you have mountains, you little have hiking, Moab. little Moab, like everything you want is there. 
it's a matter of of what the in the inflationary index is going to do to housing prices because we're going to go through we're, we're going to continue to go through inflation for a minute here we really are and i don't know i don't know how you fix that okay real quick we yeah. got to get to this russian audio yeah this is crazy bro this is crazy there is so you know you know that there are people being held right in russia right so you also know that marine trevor reed was drunk in russia arrested released and as he was walking out of a russian police state station they pulled him back in realizing he was a united states marine and locked him up for years in a russian jail nobody had heard from him nobody had seen him and then all of a sudden a prisoner swap happens for a russian drug runner and there's Trevor Reed getting off an airplane, walking free to the United States government, where he got on a plane and they handed him a steak dinner and a phone so he could call his parents. But the conditions that he lived in in that Russian jail, and I want you to think about this before we play this audio. Just think about what is it like in a Russian jail? How bad is it? While you think about that, here's Reed talking about it. The psychiatric treatment facility, I was in there with seven other prisoners in the cell. I'm sorry, did he say they psychiatric treatment facility? all had severe, serious psychological health issues. Um, most of them, so over 50% of them in that cell were in there for murder, or like multiple murders, sexual assault and murder, um, just really disturbed individuals and inside of that cell you know that was not a good place um there's blood all over the walls there uh, where prisoners had killed themselves or killed other prisoners or attempted to do that the toilet's just a hole in the floor and there's you know crap everywhere all over the floor on the walls there's People in there also that walk around, they look like zombies. Were you afraid There's, for your life? I mean, I did not sleep there for a couple of days. So I was too too worried about, you know, who was in the cell with me to actually sleep. Um, you thought they might kill you? Yeah, I thought that was a possibility. Bro, my God. So remember, Trevor Reed was picked up for being drunk in public. And he's in jail. And he, he wakes up. He was so drunk, he woke up in a Russian jail. Yeah. In a police station jail. And he says to the lady who is sitting there, what am I doing here? And she's like, you should drink less. You're free to go. And she lets him walk out. And he's, he's out of the police station. By the way, he's only there because he's dating a Russian woman. He's out of the police station. And the, the, the Russian state police grabbed him. And they put him in a prison that housed psychiatric psychopaths, psychiatric prisoners. They put him in a cell with six other people where the only toilet is a hole in the floor. And he is in there with violent offenders. Mm -hmm. And he did not sleep four days because he was terrified of the people he was in there with who were throwing their feces around on the wall and the floor. Are you serious, man? Like that's that's terrible. That's yeah. as bad as you. That's as bad as you had hoped it would ever be. Yeah. 
That's as bad as you would hope that it would ever be. I mean, and, and, it is and remarkable. If this is, if this is how it is for Marine, what's it like for Brittany Griner? Well, they say, by the way, real quick on, on Reed, they say Trevor Reed was then moved to isolation to protect him because they could not have him murdered in a Russian prison. And he immediately went on a hunger strike. And he lost all kinds of weight. Um, he was severely uh, assaulted by the prison guards because he would not eat. Um, and so one of the stories he told was the pain that he felt when he got, so they did a prisoner swap, right? So one night they just show up at his jail cell and he's terrified because they just snatch him out of the, the cell and they take him and they won't tell him where he's going. And they put him on a private jet and they fly him to an airfield. And essentially a white guy gets on the plane and says, Hey, this is me from the United States government. I need to know who you are. I need to identify you. And he says, yeah, it's me. I'm, I'm, I'm me. I'm Trevor Reed. And the guy doesn't say two words to him, turns around, walks off the plane. And the Russian police who are on the plane with him are like, are you sure they want you back? And what had happened was the guy identified him, got off the plane, went back to the other plane where the Russian drug smuggler was being held. So Reed told the story that he walked off the plane and saw a healthy, overweight Russian drug smuggler who had clearly been treated well in an American jail. Mm -hmm. And there's Trevor Reed, severely malnourished, some by his own doing, severely malnourished. One of the stories he also told is that there were bugs in the food they were giving him and that he didn't want to eat the food because it was so bad. So he's a malnourished, severely beaten Trevor Reed getting off this plane, walking past a fine, like they have to carry him essentially. Yeah. Because he's not strong enough to walk. And here comes this Russian drug smuggler. He's even, and you can see in the video, the drug smuggler's got a little bit of a belly, like he's got hair, he's got fine color. Here's Trevor Reed. Yeah. Can't, can't really even walk. He weighs about 100 pounds. And it's that's crazy. how the Russians do it, man. Absolutely. That's how crazy. they do it. That absolutely how they do it absolutely crazy and that's they, why i say i hope that grinder survives man because who the hell knows what's going on there i mean you know ruff's official says people who move to utah and then whine and complain about the culture the politics and the costs move somewhere else well i'm not complaining about i don't know if you're directing that at us or what um utah's our home i mean it's it's i i i think the the housing crisis is a national housing crisis yeah I mean, on a daily basis, I talk to realtors and real estate professionals all day long, and all of them are struggling with price points. All of them are now struggling with this, this enormous amount of inventory that's come on the market. Yeah, Inflation is a struggle everywhere. Gas prices, to a varying degree, are a problem everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where you, you, no matter where you go, it's expensive to live right now. That's why we're giving away this $250 gas card. That's truly the, the genesis that's of it. it. Because we know people who can't afford to buy gas. So we want to give back. Like, it, it's, it's not a Utah problem. Like, it's not a, it's not a Utah thing that, that people are struggling with gas and fuel and food and housing and credit card debt. I particularly love people who are like, well, if you don't like it here, go somewhere else. <clears throat> If I left Utah, you know I would what? if I left Utah, I'd live in another country. Like I'm not. There's nowhere else in this country there's I want to live. People who have grown up here who are struggling to find homes. Yeah. Because the cost has ballooned so much. 
And here in Utah, we have a family environment. And so when you have large families, when you have three, four, five kids, do you understand the cost that's involved in that? Yeah. And I understand that, you know, as a, as a church focused community, you get a lot of help from your church and your fellow, fellow members. But I'm telling you right now, that's not enough to pay your bills, man. Like it is expensive to live here. And I'm not complaining about it. I live a fine life, but I also don't have any kids that I'm responsible for. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I have me and Mrs. Monty. We're responsible for each other. That's it. And there's a difference between, you know, saying that something is overpriced, which it is. The yes. market is overpriced. Absolutely. We are one of the highest overpriced markets. And, and that's just the truth. Greg Hawkins, good morning to you. He says, uh, no kidding, Ruff's official. There are 50 states and 195 countries out there. And I think one of the great life hacks in this world is going and living in places you've never known. And I've been very fortunate. I've lived everywhere, born and raised in Chicago, Los Angeles, Orange County, um, St. Louis, Sacramento. Like I've lived Lafayette, Indiana. San Francisco. San Francisco. I've lived in a lot of places. And I'm, I'm very fortunate. I understand what the rest of the world looks like, right? You, there's no other place I'd rather live than Utah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but these are conversations that are being had every single day. Every single day, there are people struggling to buy homes, to pay for the homes they have bought. Like, it's expensive. Mitchell Harding says the housing crisis in Australia is crazy. 30 times uh, what it was 20 years ago, and wages are only five times relative. Yeah. 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 It, there's a lot like gas prices right now. Everybody wants to blame, you know, Uncle Joe for gas prices. <laughs> Joe Biden has no control over gas prices. None. None. Like they're talking about releasing, um, you know, a long, long, long held diesel uh, holding um, like a diesel reserve. That's not going to fix the problem because gas companies are not lowering prices. Yeah. Because they don't have to. People are paying it. It's a summer driving season. I, I would be shocked if we're ever under four dollars a gallon again. Because now gas companies are making too much fucking money and their cost isn't going down. I understand, you know, like incremental, hey, I got to replace a pipeline, the cost of steel, your mom, wages. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, 30 cents more a gallon. $4 a gallon gas is gouging. Like it is, and it has nothing to do with the fact we used to be 50 cents a gallon. It has nothing to do with that fact. Right. Gas companies are gouging. Because they can. Who's going to stop them? Mm-hmm. Republicans won't put in restrictions on gas pricing. Democrats won't, in, in my opinion, do what it takes to control the House and the Senate. Like, you're not going to do... We can't even get together on whether or not the shooting in Buffalo was a white supremacist shooting. Uh, How the fuck do you think we're going to fix gas pricing? Oh, like, what? there's a bill moving through Congress that was passed by the House that will not pass the Senate on on you know, surveilling white supremacist groups. We won't, the Republicans won't pass it. They won't. And because they're in those groups, they they don't want to be surveilled. You look at, (laughs) but you look at what's going on in, in the, the political climate in our country. Look at, look at Mike Lee. Look at Mike Lee. Look at all the signs around the Salt Lake Valley. Reelect Mike Lee, Mike Lee, Mike Lee. Mike Lee is a Russian apologist. Mike Lee has repeatedly Mm. had the opportunity to put sanctions in place against Russia and Vladimir Putin. He has every single time said no. He has voted against Russian sanctions repeatedly. He has gone to Russia three times and sat and met with Vladimir Putin. Mike Lee, our fine Utah Senator, 
Mike fucking Lee went to went to Russia and sat with with Vladimir Putin. But nobody calls him out for that. Who's calling him out for that? Like, you're crazy if you think I'm voting for Mike Lee again. That ain't never going to happen. I will vote for Evan McMullen or the person on the other side of Mike Lee because I'm telling you, Mike Lee is not for Utah. Mike Lee is for Mike Lee. That's it. Yeah. But yet he will get reelected in my opinion. I think Mike Lee gets reelected. It'll be interesting to see what Evan McMullen does for that. That's going to be the Senate race here in, in Utah. Be interesting to see what, what Evan McMullen does. Can he do it? I don't know. I don't know. But anybody that supports Mike Lee supports Russia and I'm not supporting Mike Lee. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, Jeremy Bolton says, my heart goes out to Brittany Griner. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Seems yeah. similar to the Josh Holt story here in Venezuela. There in Venezuela. Uh, if you get, if you, whoa, a huge comment dump. My apologies for that. If you're in a foreign country, and this is, again, I'm not saying that it's Trevor Reed's fault. I'm not saying it's Brittany Griner's fault. Trevor Reed was drunk beyond consciousness in Russia. That's how he got caught in a Russian jail. Brittany Griner had cannabis oil on her in her luggage at a Russian airport. That's how she's in Russian prison right now. You've got to be smarter than that. Yeah. It's not their fault. I am not blaming them. It is absolutely communism and Mike Lee at his finest. I mean, wait, Vladimir Putin at his finest. Right, right. To the Freudian slip. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. But you're at, you you bear some responsibility because you were passed out drunk in Russia. Yep. As an American, you open the door. As a Marine, you were passed out drunk in in Russia. It's not smart. Brittany Griner, you're seven foot tall. You're black. You're a lesbian, and you're a woman. You're a multimillionaire, and you have cannabis oil. And why not throw that? Stuff out, man. Throw what are you it doing? out before you're going to go through the airport. You're a multimillionaire. You're, oh, I got to save the money. Buy it. No, I can't repay it. No, you're a multimillionaire. Okay, we're give away probably at least a year of your life in a Russian jail in which you'll never be the same. You'll never come out physically whole. Okay. Like, I mean, this ain't rocket science. No, it's not. If you're in another country, you got to be perfect. If you're in Venezuela, if you're in Cuba, if you're in any any European country right now, you're at risk. Yeah. You're at, you want to go to Finland right now? I'm not going to Finland right now. Right? It, it, like you look at you look at look at Europe, it's changing. If you do if you have the opportunity to go to Europe right now today and you don't, you're foolish. Cuz it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. This anybody that thinks and by the way, did you guys see the update on Vladimir Putin's health? No. Yeah, he's not doing well. He is not doing well. And there are multiple, multiple former Russian agents and, and former uh, intelligence assets around Europe who are saying that he is on the verge of going into hospice because he needs around-the-clock medical care because he has blood cancer. You think that guy doesn't have the flap open on the red button for nukes? Like, Europe's never going to be the same. Mm -hmm. This Ukrainian thing is turning into something nobody knew about. And I, I honestly think he's trying to rewrite his legacy, and it may have killed him. Maybe. So maybe. Anyway, a couple more and then we got to go. Uh, Josh Levern says there's a reason why there are more pet dogs in Seattle Metro than children. It's super pricey to have kids. Seattle's ridiculous right now. Ridiculous. Uh, wait, is Jake not your kid? He is my kid, but he's fucking 50 years old. I don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it's getting to the point. If you are an American in a foreign country, you need to be aware of how you conduct yourself. It should have always been the point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Should always be the no point. There's no free pass. You can't go to someone else's country who has different laws, different well, regulations. Greg Hawkins. And not expect to get, yeah. you know. Greg Hawkins, you are not only an American citizen. Greg said, I, uh, he at James, he said, as an American in a foreign country, I cannot stress that enough. You're in the Philippines, which, by the way, is not is not lawless, but there's a lot that goes on in the Philippines that nobody knows about. Number two, you're not only an American citizen. You are a high-profile American citizen because you're on billboards, you're on TV, and you're in the movies. Like, you don't have room for error. One, you get arrested for being drunk in public. What's that do to your career? Nothing good. I mean, you're, you're the perfect guy to comment on that. Absolutely. Uh, Richard McDonald says, I just want to give a wholehearted F that guy who said not to complain or move. Like they own the state, shaking my head. What an asshole. I, I'm with you. I just I was trying not to say it. I was trying not to say it, but thank you. You've said what we thought. Kay Nuren says, always give back when you can. I agree. Yeah, it's crazy. Just go watch um, the Saratov approach, Tanner Plummer says. Big Dog O-Town says, y'all talking places where brothers don't care or can't afford to dwell. Truth. Jeremy Sevre says, be grateful for what you have, truth. Mm-hmm. Greg uh, Hawkins says, a friend of mine got thrown in a Philippine jail a month uh, for a month, and there was over 100 people in a cell the size of a bedroom. One toilet between them and people were dying from tuberculosis. Mm. Oh, Jesus. By the way, Trevor Reed in that Russian jail had tuberculosis, was coughing up blood. Nobody helped him. Um, Greg says our constitutional rights don't go across borders with us. Unfortunately, be careful and obey the laws. Yes. Yes. Giggity says, do you guys see the Putin's list of people banned from traveling to Russia? I did not. Uh, Mike Lee's election, uh, Mike Lee election denier was part of January 6th. Brandon said he was, and he is an election denier. Um, big dog O-Town says my wife's uncle, my uncle's wife is from Colville. Colville's a great town full of great people. Rich. It's a cute little downtown. I Don't thought, lie. man, if there was like a little house, it would be like, you know, maybe 250 I might be. Are you kidding me? Six fifty, eight hundred? No. No, man. No. <laughs> Do we live our lives too uh, inelastically, maybe? Huh? Inelast- I don't know what that means. Rigid? Uh, uh, yeah, we probably do live rigid lives. Uh, Greg Hawkins, uh, I read that one. We'll comment dump. If you go to Australia, you can carry on like an ass clown and fit right in, James Knight says. I want my 4X gold. Yeah. Uh, and finally, and finally, can we ship Mike Lee to Saudi Arabia, Jeremy Bolton says. I am going to, please don't vote for Mike Lee. Afghanistan. Please don't vote for Mike Lee. If he loves Laddie so much, go fight in the war, Mike. Yeah. Like, go live in Russia, bro. As an LDS missionary, you are expected to obey the laws of foreign countries, K. Nuren says you are. Exactly right. Play the music. Exactly right. I want to, I, I need to try, I need to go to Italy. I got to find Italy for Stanley Tucci because he still hasn't found it. Um, great show. Um, but I need to snowboard the Alps. I need to go to Norway. Like, I want to see the world and I'm terrified to do it, but I'm going to go do it. Make sure you uh, check out our gas video. We're giving away a $250 gas card Saturday right here on YouTube, live on the podcast right now. If you're listening to this podcast, go find us, themontyshow.com, M-O-N-T-Y, themontyshow.com. It is right there. It is our gas video. Mrs. Monty's beautiful face holding a Maverick $250 gas card. Check it out. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.